yeah, yeah, man. This the Del Rio, yeah, man. Rapping your ass, these black words, man. Y'all know what time is. Y'all know what time is. Y'all know what time is. Before you shine, man. It's not a game, man. Verbally Effective, episode 31. Your double E, Ina Esco, your host. Thank you so much for listening. I have my guest, Pepper Mouth of the South in the building. Pepper, what's up? Now, let me correct you. It's the oh. world famous. Okay, you world famous. International oh, known. You, are you in the national now? I am. Well, I'm all over, baby. What? What? What's your government name, yeah. though? Artemis. Artemis. Okay, I knew it was an A. I yeah. knew it was an A. Okay, how are Artemis you, Artemis? Williams. I'm blessed. You I blessed? woke up this morning. God is good. God is definitely good. I know he's in the blessing business, baby. He is. Yes. Now let's start off because I see already you trying to take over. Let's start off. Tell everybody how you know me. Through your college years, used to mess with one of my friends. I did. (laughs) did (laughs) But you married now, so that was for you. Some of my friends. Yeah, I sure did. I messed with a couple of your friends. You did, but you were always at Lamar. When you're from South Memphis, right? Yeah, South Memphis, all over Memphis. You know, I'm I'm one in a few. I'm good on any in any hood. And on any hood. You know okay. that, that that's what makes me who I am, baby. I can go to yeah. North Memphis, South Memphis, East Memphis, okay. White Haven. I believe you. Yeah, you know, and it is it's all the same. Yeah, I've been knowing you about 20, 20 years and I knew you were from South Memphis, but at that time, what were you doing? Man, a little bit of everything what I, I have still been doing today. Um, you know, I had I was I was the vice president of Dev Jam South. Mm-hmm. I had my record store and restaurant on South Parkway. Remember, I used to throw them block parties mm-hmm. up there. And um, I was kind of managing a few artists, mm-hmm. consulting a few record labels, you know, just doing everything. So I was on the it? Memphis and Shelby County Music Commission. What is it about music that you're so enraptured with? Well, i just be honest with you, uh, Ina. Like, it was just another way <clears throat> I knew... I needed to find a way to uh, God bless me with the gift of gab. So, and I was exposed to the music business at an early age and give props to not early age, but I was introduced to the music business by DJ Paul. Okay. And so, um, when I first graduated from high school, I, um, where did you graduate? White station. Okay. Okay. So when I graduated from high school, I knew, you know, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I knew that I didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through that working at Federal Express and, you know, no, not, not knocking FedEx. And then I worked at uh, the casino when they first came. What were you doing and I at just the realized, I just realized, like, <laughs> man, this ain't for me. I got to do something. You didn't want to work for the man. I didn't want to work. Exactly. So my mother bought me a one-way plane ticket to Atlanta. She was like, you're going to get out of my house. Mm. And so a lot of people don't know this. Uh, some do. I went to mortuary school i remember yeah. i wonder if you were gonna say so, yeah, that i remember yeah. you told me that you told yeah, me so that. i went yeah. to mortuary school and so um in atlanta in atlanta okay. and so when i was at mortuary school in atlanta uh dj paul and juicy would always come down on the weekends and by this time you know i'm just being a young dude from memphis so i'm out networking and just hanging out mm-hmm. so when they would come paul would hit me up like you know we in town mm-hmm. and so um with that being said when they would 
come to town, I would show them around. By that time, I had made a lot of connections. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would just take them around, like, look, these are my friends from Memphis. They got a hot record coming out. They finna be the next biggest thing. That's at the time when Ted Cub was just getting hot. So, you know, one day Paul was just like, you know, man, won't you be my manager? And I was our manager. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, what you doing now? Just mm -hmm. running your mouth, introducing us to people. And so then, you know, I had one of them moments where I'm like, well, man, Mortuary school, which, you know, I'm not <laughs> knocking it, but it was just too slow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, going to the club, hanging out, you know, helping some friends. So I left mortuary school, moved back to Memphis. The rest was history. So you were their manager. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. What? What? Man, you better Google me. What? <laughs> I mean, but you, I'm going to give you that benefit of the doubt because you're really not from Memphis. No, I'm from Beaumont, Texas. Exactly. Originally. So that's why you wouldn't know that. And when I that. hit the scene was when I really met you. So, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I'm just you being Yeah, you was fresh. You was a freshman. I was fresh yeah, A Memphis. freshman at LeMond. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. so, yeah, but, you know, so, like, I was, yeah, I was their manager. You know what I'm saying? So we went across the country, tear the mm -hmm. club up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it became, you know, one of the biggest records in the uh, country. They went gold off that record, uh, eventually going platinum. And mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I was young. They was young. You know, and uh, God had bigger and better things planned for me. So, you know, we mm -hmm. did our time together, parted ways. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I still talk to Paul every so often. You know, I talked to him maybe a few months ago, it was a while ago. What do you think about the resurgence of all of the three, I think, six beats, yeah, everybody I mean, banging. I think it's just, you know, like, you know, because you, you think about it, you know, like, it's really, everybody been stealing their music from day one. Right. So, you know, like, it's just really, you know, Memphis just has finally, with Gotti breaking into the scene, mm -hmm. Young Dolph breaking into the scene, Moneybag Yo. Everything so, you know, every uh, 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 black youngster, yeah. so everything... We just had some artists outside of Paul and Juicy and 8-Ball MJG to really, really go mainstream. Because you got to think, even when they blew up, they made a lot, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But they weren't accepted until Hustle and Flow. True. And so once that recognition, but they their career kind of was already going on a decline. Right. So, but still, you know, they were recognized. Yeah. So, you know, they would do that. But then... When Gotti started blowing up and all the rest of the artists from Memphis started blowing up. It seemed like everything coming full circle. Yeah, it's coming real full circle for and, real. And a reinvention with 3-6 yep. and some older legends. But let's talk about Yo Gotti for a minute. Mm -hmm. What was your involvement with Yo Gotti's career? Um, so by the time I became uh, vice president of Def Jam South, you know, I was taught at an early age when I was managing 3-6 Mafia, um, a powerful, successful Jewish record label executive had taught me early. He was like, always network for Pepper. And, you know, that always stuck in my head. So when I was working for Paul and Juicy, when I'm going in the rooms, I'm still networking, getting business cards and, you know, introducing myself. Like, look, I'm Pepper. Mm -hmm. I'm out to the South, man. Whatever you need in Memphis, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And so... As as their career was growing up, the music business was booming. So when when record labels would send people to Memphis, that's how I had the relationship. You know, me and Devin relationship is so strong is because, you know, we had this little system. So Devin was in radio. I was in the streets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people say, listen, we're going to Memphis. Get with Pepper. Pepper going to make sure y'all straight with the radio and the clubs, you know, so we'll take them around. And so I had built a system within myself as I had to hook up. So, like, if you was hot, 
if you was hot in the streets, get with Pepper, I'm going to shop you a deal. Mm -hmm. So at this time, um, by this time, I had became vice president of Def Jam South. I helped discover Ludacris. I didn't sign Ludacris, but um, I in was Atlanta. out of Atlanta. I was right. picked was by Kevin Lyles and Leo Korn. They heard about me through Ed Lover, MTV Jams. Uh, Ed Lover told them they was about to start Def Jam South. Mm -hmm. And so Scarface was going to be the president for the face. But they was like, they was looking for somebody young to basically head and be out in the street. So Ed Lover knew me, told them about me. They flew to Memphis, um, interviewed me. They was like, look, we want you to be vice president of Def Jam South. Um, so <laughs> I would wake up in the morning, go open my record store and restaurant in South Memphis, drive to Atlanta. Mm. Be in the Atlanta Dev Jam South office for two or three hours, drive back to Memphis what? and be in Memphis like about 12 or 1 o'clock and close my store. And I used to do that two and three times a week. That and that's the honest in. God truth. And so. Um, you really wanted I, that. Yeah. So yeah. so so when I started, you know, uh, hustling and getting my name out there, my hustle, I developed like if you hot in the streets, I'm going to come to you. And I tell artists that all the time, like, you know, you know, you hot when the street's going to let you know when you hot. And so, um, especially now, social media let you know. So, uh, you had this young guy by the name of Yo Gotti had this record called Shawty. Mm -hmm. And so, Shawty was hot. And so, you know, I'm like, man, he finna be hot. And so, I went to North Memphis. You know, they literally was in the hood, in the trap house. And I'm like, look, man, I can take you and get you a deal. <laughs> and they just looking at me like I'm crazy because we didn't know each other. He had heard of me, but... He in his street life, like, so you know, he's like, man, exactly, <laughs> man, what the hell you want? You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm like, man, I promise you I can take you to get you a deal. So they was like, nah, we straight. So I'm like, damn, how can I get this nigga to go to New York? Because I knew I could shop him. And so I'm like, man. He was like pro-independent. Yeah, he so so I'm, like, so I'm okay. like, damn. I said, man, fuck it. Take a bitch. And so he was like, shit. So... I said, it's a free trip. You can take a girl. <laughs> so he was like, all right, bitch. So I took him to New York, and we had, like, I took him to TVT Records, Sony, Universal, TVT Records, Sony, Universal. And so once I took him and I shopped him, then everybody, you know, so got it like, damn. And I had just met him maybe a week ago. But I'm selling him as though we have known each other for over five or ten years right and so him and the uh, grip the ceo they just look at me like damn nigga who are you and so like you know they just like my ambition so by the time we got back to memphis we had three record deals on the table we had uh universal offered us a deal sony and tvt tvt was the hottest record label at the time because they had Lil johnny yin yang twins uh they just had everybody and so we signed with them, but you know they them pe people don't know them people ain't give Gotti but forty five thousand dollars. Forty five. His first deal was forty five thousand. What were the other terms? Forty five thousand. Forty five. Shit, it was the worst deal in his life, but he had a vision. He just wanted to get that outlet to get right. to the next level. You right. know what I'm saying? So he took the forty five, and then that forty five one forty five. When I got my cut, baby, mm -hmm. I had to get mine off top. Mm. So that 45 went down a little bit more. Right. You but, hit them for 15, 20%. Knowing <laughs> you, you might have got I tried to, but they weren't going. Them niggas weren't going. I tried to, but they broke me oh, out, wow. though. And so um, once we did the deal, so then he got hot. So then at the time, fast, rewind a little bit, 
my relationship with Baby and Slim and Cash Money was tight through Three Six Mafia. Mm-hmm. So I was reaching out to Baby and them to try to get got it to get Baby on the Shawty remix. Mm-hmm. So by this time we go to New York, we get the deal. By this time, Baby and them come to Memphis to do a show at the premiere. Mm-hmm. So this same week, now Baby calling me because he heard that he saw the reaction of the club, the song in the club, the premiere on a Sunday night. So now Baby calling me, but by that time I'm I'm ignoring his call because mm-hmm. we don't need him now. Mm-hmm. We own. <laughs> so I avoid his call. He had Curtis giving call me, and so Curtis like, man, you know, Baby trying to get in touch with you. I'm like, damn. So he was like, no, nah, man, he trying to sign God that thing. So I, I answered the phone. I was like, man, you a day later dollar short. We glad he didn't. So, but, 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 but look, so I tell God, I was like, no, nah, man, we can go get us another deal. Mm-hmm. And God was like, nigga, you crazy. I said, watch. That's so that's how we developed the block burners. You don't remember God? Yeah, had I remember the, the block so, burners. So, man, we created a group. These folks, they never put a record mm-hmm. out of their life. Me and God on the plane, man, I'm just writing up some numbers, man. We writing up some number. God is like, man, Pepper, this shit is not going to work. I said, watch. Mm-hmm. Man, we touched down in New Orleans. Baby and them asked us, like, you know, what y'all want? Man, we get these folk a list. I mean, you know, like a breakdown, an itemized budget. So God didn't want me to do it. Like, man, I ain't finna insult myself. Man, I gave them folk that paper. All I'm tell you, man, we walked up out of New Orleans with 250000 God is saying, shit. Mm-hmm. And so we never looked back. We never looked back. We came back to Memphis, and, you know, so, like, you know, God has grown tremendously. Um, So over the years, we became friends, and we ended up becoming best friends. So I was always taught in life, like, you know what I'm saying, who I am and what I do. God had got to a point where I couldn't really help him no more because it was more bigger managers out there that could really help him. Mm -hmm. So – what I didn't do, I wasn't offended when it was time for him to grow because out of respect, what he did do, he always kept me in the loop. Mm-hmm. Pepper, these people want to talk to me. What you think about this? You know, he always, well, I created an opportunity for myself to eat and he would vouch on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, so that goes back to me telling you, like, you know, I always just had the philosophy, you know, network for Pepper. So mm-hmm. I just wasn't never going to depend on one man. And so... As he grew, more opportunities uh, presented themselves for me because I was associated with him. So we ended up becoming, you know, best friends. And um, fast forward to years, we 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 was together. We we've been together like fourteen years. But wow. I I more so say that I'm more of his business partner and associate now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like when you get older, you know, like titles don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's about the power. So like as a manager, you ain't getting number ten to twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Now I can go to Gotti. Um, I just got back from LA, you know, and I'm working on some deals with him. And it's more so when I go to the table, I'm finna create and structure a deal, and I'm going to him with the deals. Like, look, what you want? He tell me what he want. I'm gonna go broker this deal to get him what he want. But I can put mine on top of it, or I can just get more, right. and then we breaking bread because I'm giving him what he said he want. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's more so why I say, you know, we business partners and associates now. Um, we did Prevay, which is successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Prevay. You know, Soulful Sundays. He built that for his mama. He bought that building. Mm-hmm. He's strong into real estate. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but God have a lot, a lot of real estate profits that I believe it. he rehab and he rent them out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a, a lot of uh, 
Federal Express executives and Memphis Grizzlies stay in a lot of his properties. Mm. So, like, he don't get, like, the small houses. He go get, like, the big 350 to half a million dollar houses. Some good investments. Some good investments that he rehab them and he'll just lease them out. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like what he into. Um, And so, you know, that's my relationship with him. Okay, so were you were you still involved with him uh, from with a the Jay-Z business perspective with, with yeah, Rock Nation? Not, I, I was, but not really. But um, I'm more so his point person because Gotti is his own entity. Like he he does all of his stuff himself. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everything himself. So of course I knew about it. Of course, you know, like I said before, he always gonna tell me the moves he making. And I knew that if he hooked up with them, once again, there was just more opportunity for Pepper. But what happens is that anything that has to do with Memphis or in the surrounding areas, regardless of his uh, 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 Rock Nation or the record label, I'm more of like his point person, you know, get with Pepper, he'll blah, blah, blah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as far as the deal itself, I went at the round table with it, but... You know, I felt like I was because I knew when the negotiations were going on. Mm-hmm. I remember the night he called me probably like 2 or 3 in the morning, the first time he met Jay-Z. And so, like, you know, we had these things where we'd be, uh, we could, like me and him, consider them like monumental moments mm-hmm. because I was there when we started. So if it's a moment that I miss, it's a moment that he'll call me like, man, you should have been at this one. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And so that was one of them he was like, man, when he met Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying, he kind of, you know, like got scared and wasted some some drink or something on dude's shoes. Or, you know, so like, you know, so like, yeah, so. But I wasn't actually at the table, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of it. Like, you know, when we do um the birthday bash, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more so a lot behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's his point person to help. Uh, Rock Nation get all the stuff that they need to help put it together. Because they only handle the marketing piece. Yeah, they handle That's market. Right. They and but they they do all like the Puma deals. Okay. A lot of people don't know Gotti is the only ambassador for uh, 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 Ace of Spade. Mm. Like he is an Ace of Spade ambassador. So whatever city he's in, Ace of Spade sent him like ten to fifteen bottles. Wow. Every city. Mm-hmm. So like that's a chick that Jay Z got him where. If people always wonder, like, why he drinking Ace mm-hmm. of Spade or holding it, he getting a check for it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So they, what Rock Nation do, they let you do you. Mm-hmm. They go out and create opportunities for you so that they can eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas a lot of managers or management companies, once you, if they, if, if you smart enough to get on the, get the contract with them, they're going to basically let you go do the work for them and then just still get their percentage. Wow. Where Rock Nation will go, you know, create the opportunities. They got a pretty good thing going. Yeah. Now, do you think you'll ever manage another artist? Uh, I won't never say never, but that's just not my passion no more. Like, I feel like I have outgrown it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, man. Your passion is the community now. The community and just, you know, business. Like, you know, making money, being your own boss. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I more so consult an artist. Mm-hmm. And I help you, I'll shop you, but if that day-to-day shit, no, mm-hmm. I would never do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you call me and need help, and I still do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to educate a lot of artists because they think that everybody need a man. You don't need a manager. Like, you know, you got to have something to manage first. Right. And then I help you and take you go get a deal. But the day-to-day stuff, no. But I help people still today all the time. So for aspiring artists that are listening to the podcast, they see you out in the streets. 
They can approach me most definitely. Okay. Um, I'm I'm accessible. You know, if you uh persistent, constantly calling me, I most definitely will help you and hook you up. And you know, they may have a problem getting Devin on the phone. And you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna call Devin. Like, man, look. This person trying to meet with you, you know, a lot of times. Yeah, I better get with Pepper. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, Devin may be bad, like, Pepper, what you doing? But mm-hmm. at the same time, he do support it, too. He respect it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just, I feel like if I'm able to help you or put you with because Devin busy, he's running a, ra- a radio station. Yeah. But if I feel, I'm not taking him every artist that I meet in the street. If I feel like, man, you might get some, I'm going to call Devin like, man, look, this person met me. Can you meet with him or have a phone conversation with him? And it'll go from there. Okay. Now, before we switch gears into uh, your philanthropy and community involvement, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, people that are aspiring to be an artist or a business owner. You have so much experience with it. Let's talk about finding your niche. You know, a lot of people kind of jump into it and are very broad with what they want to do. What can you say to people that are, you know, just trying to, pursue their dreams and their gift and how to narrow it down to a certain segment. You know what I'm talking about? I think like one, you got to know your passion. Mm -hmm. Like you know what your passion is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like even for you, like you have had corporate jobs, Mm -hmm. but you for somehow this is your passion. You still here. Mm -hmm. And you, even though, and I respect you for having this show because even when, you know, radio, you know, I guess, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably thought at first you just wanted to be an on-air personality, but your passion, you have discovered so much more that you created this. Yes. You saw how, and I'm like, I never told you this, and you think I don't notice it, but I respect how you have basically reinvented yourself like I reinvented myself. Thank you see you what I'm saying? You, that, you noticed that, yeah. Okay, okay, like, you know what I'm saying? You. So, so, like. And that's why we still here right. 20 years later. Like, right. you created an opportunity and use your relationship, and you saw, well, okay, this podcast shit, this was going to be the next thing, and you got in on the front end. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so I see it, whether you know it or not, I'm watching, it's growing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, you knew what your passion was. Yes. And that's whether you want to be a, 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 a owner of personality, a podcast producer, Whatever you want to do, like a rapper, a, rapper. a hairstylist. I meet a lot of people that want to be rappers. But this and I just the, want them to, like you said, know that's your passion. Yeah, and you know, just you know, just because you know, like, and I guess we can go on going to this, like the Living Legend show, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm doing now. But I had to tell people, like you know, these folks crazy out here. I got people in my DMs. Why the hell I ain't on the show? Oh, and, like old school rappers. Yeah, and I, that's what I had to tell. I said, man, no disrespect, man. No disrespect, but I got it. I said, man, just because you can rap, nigga, don't mean you a motherfucking legend. Right. Just because you had a song in the nineties, don't mean that you were a legend. How did you come up with the roster for the Memphis Legends? Um, because I know that these were people that I have worked with, and I know the impact of the songs that they had in our community during our day and age and our time. You know, and I just knew, and uh, I, I consulted with some people. Um, I consulted with, of course, Devin. I consulted with some other DJs. And I consulted with, believe it or not, a lot of my ideas, I bounce off the people at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. 
So everybody be in the barbershop. I'm talking about a lot. Of course, everybody probably know me, but even if you don't, I just run this idea by you. Mm-hmm. And based on my idea, your reaction. So I'm like, man, look, man, what if I, I've been working on this show a year and a half, two years. Really? God, my witness. Wow. Yes. I have been working on this. And it's because I tried to do it two other times and shit just wouldn't work. Why was it not working? Because of the artist? Some, once was the artist. It was just timing, too. It was mm-hmm. the artist. It was the venues. It was just it, um, because everything that I do has to have a relevance and a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. So I just don't do something because just to try to get the money. Like, right. you know, when 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 you doing something for your passion, the money going to come anyway. It really, it really you see what I'm saying? So I wasn't just doing this like, damn, I can make a lot of money. If you think about that shit, I ain't charging number $25 a ticket. Mm-hmm. And, and you I, got a, a big roster. And I did it for show. $25 a ticket. And you know what I'm saying? When I negotiated with the artist, I had to let them know, like, look, nigga, you ain't the headliner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So don't come to me with this shit like you just the main artist. Like, Yes, hey, I'm being real. Y'all told me, yes, ain't hey, gonna be doing on this Sunday night, man. Mm-hmm. You might well come on and come up back to class and get your ass on the stage, man. Say everybody who's on the show. Uh, we got Skinny Pimp, Player Fly, Gangsta Black, DJ Squeaky, Al Capone, DJ Zerk, Criminal Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, probably left some people out. Oh, Lil Boo. I mean, mm-hmm. not Lil Boo, Gangsta Boo. Get it right. Lil Chat. <laughs> uh, uh, Hell, that's enough right yeah, there. That's enough. But, but then, then, then the special guest, I got Trigger Man. Wow. And, and so I got the $500 Gangsta Walk contest. Dang, I need to get in there. Man, you need to get out. I don't know, though. You, you ain't from Memphis. Like, we got some real hey, Gangsta Walk. Memphis is They ain't really, talked to you. Yeah, you ain't been here long, though. Because I take that back. I, I, you know, I'll definitely say, I take that back. If your ass don't know how to Gangsta Walk, you don't need to be here. I really take that back. I can gangsta walk with the best. Let's do it. Do you know what I'm (laughs) Well, wait. Fun fact about Gangsta Black. When I first started in radio, we were over there on Union, and Devin was like, Ina, I want you to produce Gangsta Black's show. I'm like, produce his show? Yeah, Yeah, Devin gave us a show. He was like, you'll meet him. He's He's a Memphis rapper. He got some really hot stuff. I want you to produce his show. Just kind of, you know, guide him and structure his show. So, you know, I really didn't know much about producing, but I learned. I had Gangsta Black on the mic calling me his super producer. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Was was it our show called Down South Flavor? Yeah, 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 you yeah. remember. What? I begged Devin fun. for that show. I cussed Devin. I mean, I cussed Look, Black you had ass your out. hands in there, he, too, yeah, huh? Yeah, you got yeah. your hands in everything. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was that, so. So we got the Memphis Rap Legend Show. When is it and, it's, and where uh, September is it? September the 2nd. September 2nd. At the Blue Moon Event Center on Mount Moriah. Just look for the searchlights. All my events, I had a searchlights in the sky. Is that a new venue? Yes, yeah, a new venue. Okay. And a lot of people, like after my show, I'm sure a lot of people are going to start running down there trying to get it. But uh, mm-hmm. So it's a new venue. Um it's September big. said, yes, it's huge. It sound big. It's huge. For a show like this, I'm thinking the capacity yeah, it's is capacity. really good. Yeah, capacity about 3,000, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, but, yeah. but what I didn't want to do, like, I'm telling y'all, get these tickets now. Like, what I didn't want to do is take it to a big venue, mm-hmm. and I want to sell it out. And trust me, Memphis, this is just part one. Mm-hmm. We coming back with a whole nother show. Mm-hmm. And I just leave that, you know, kind of open. But you think about it, it's, it's a way lot more. Another Mem- rap legend show? It's a, yes. It's Are a you going to do like Memphis. a series? Yes. Oh, it's a part two. So it's, it's a part two okay. coming up. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
So only Pepper can do it. So, you know, all y'all folks out there trying to copycat it, try to do it, go and do it. Ooh. It ain't going to be right because I ain't do it. So Okay. Y'all so better September go to this. 2nd, <laughs> y'all better go show. to this show. Now, let's talk about your philanthropy. Now, when I think of a philanthropist, I think of someone that invests in his community. And we've seen you on TV, you know, doing a lot of things with um, some of the schools. In the mm-hmm, city. The so back t- to school. Talk more about that. So I had a dream about two years ago. I wanted to do these. Um, You remember when you knew me, I used to do all them block parties in mm-hmm. South Memphis. So I used to do all these block parties. So I was known for doing block parties. Once I did the block parties, I um, I um, I had maxed out on it, you know, like, but uh, so I ended up doing the concert two years ago at Whitehaven Stadium when I did I Heart Memphis and Salento at the Whitehaven Stadium. And that, I was there. That show I did was big. something Yeah, with you them. did. You yeah. sure did. So yeah. I did that big show. And after that show, when I was just standing at the gate telling people, thank y'all for coming, because believe it or not, I was getting so much slack. The, the, the school system at first didn't want to support me at first. Yeah. Um, the Memphis Police Department didn't want to support me. But I just I kept convincing them. They was like, boy, we finna let you do it. But if anything go wrong, your ass taking all the heat. And that was their concern. That was their concern. Because but I knew me. hip hop artists. Yes, with, with the school. Schools. Okay, okay. But I knew me. Mm-hmm. And I knew the respect that I have in the streets and the community. So, you know, I, 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 I did everything. Everything I step into, I always know that God is watching over. And I know that he know what my passion, what my heart is. So that's why a lot of my events, they, you know, knock on wood. But thank God I never have a violence. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I do everything that I'm supposed to do. Like I'm gonna get metal detectors, not just ones. I'm gonna have a million security guards. So I'm gonna do everything on the front end to the detour, the knucklehead. Like he pull up in my stuff, he know Pep ain't going. Mm-hmm. Cause when you hit the lot, you see him four or five Memphis police mm-hmm. right there on the lot. Mm-hmm. Then when you get go in the club, you gotta walk through the metal detector. I don't care if you come in that junk in a wheelchair. They lifting your ass out that wheelchair, <laughs> searching that wheelchair. And that's the truth. <laughs> but I'm telling y'all. The truth. But cause see y'all, what you don't know about the, the club, that's who bring the guns in the club. Yeah. Cause the nigga in the wheelchair, he ain't getting searched. Right, right. And he wants right. to on 50 guns. Right, right. No, sir. You Everybody call the pebble dog. Man, get your ass up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um. Oh my God. So, you know, so, so, um. When I started doing those shows, that was a success, that that big event. And so everybody was telling me, thank you, the community yeah, needed the this kids, so much. They the kids, they loved it. And so I sat down with the superintendent a year and a half ago. I gave him a plan. I said, you know, he thought outside he thought outside the box. He was like, they had never partnered with an outside agency or company mm-hmm. to help them with quote unquote what you call community engagement. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Shelby County Schools, I'm their community engagement specialist. Mm-hmm. So if they want to do anything, so, uh, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. So have you seen where they just posted yes- yesterday? They had 100% registration. I didn't see that. So they're at 100% registration. That's, awesome. That's unheard of. For Memphis, yes. Two weeks ago, they was already at 85%. Mm. And guess why? Why? Because they partnered with me doing them block parties. Mm. And at the block parties, they were signing the kids up. And so we did nine block parties all across the city. So every Friday, we were signing kids Mm -hmm. up. So by the end of the summer, 
they had they had reached their goal. Wow, so you see your results. Absolutely. From your you know, so, so 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 shout out to Superintendent. Uh, we gotta go back to that table, uh, <laughs> Superintendent. I'm on my way, baby. What's the next step? Yeah, so um I don't know if y'all knew that I was behind the billboard campaign. Okay. So those billboard campaign, when you saw yeah. your Gotti, that there was a bunch of mess. Mm-hmm. He was not the only person on the I billboard. When that happened. And I had nine other people on billboards. Mm-hmm. I had Penny Hardaway, Jerry Lawler, Gotti. Uh, Moe's Bowls. Um, I had three more people. And so the purpose of that, I came up with that campaign, was to let a child know if he riding down the street and he see your – I had Devin Steele on the billboard. And if you see these people that these kids can see every single day. Mm-hmm. And so they're more – they're more likely to relate to if your Gotti can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. If Devin Steele can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so that was phase one. I just went over phase two of the Billboard campaign. You don't hear nobody talking about that mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I have, I have. So this one, I have all. I have the young lady that was on. I did all women. Okay, I was about to say, well, where's so the women? I did where's all the women. diversity? Thank okay. you very much. Thank, I did all thank women you for part two. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I have the lady that was on the uh, bobsled team. Okay, the Olympian. Uh, she's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I have um the kids that won the uh, uh the kids uh cool kids snow cones, mm-hmm. and so you know they have a food truck and they have a, a concession stand in the yeah. in the uh, FedEx form. Then I have the little girls that won Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. The two sisters go to Bellevue. Then I have the young lady that was in Black Panther. She's from okay, Memphis. Yeah. She Theory. has a billboard. Yeah. So, you know, I do this. Mm-hmm. And then I have a phase three of the billboard campaign coming up. what would that consist of? It's going to consist of this go round. I can't tell y'all right now. Somebody try to go steal my proposal and take it to the superintendent. You think so? I Just give us a will. clue. Just a little something. No, something. but honestly, it's going to be, um, it's going to be, so this go round, I'm going to have the, I'm going to, your average, uh, what word I'm looking for? Your average citizens, mm-hmm. like your average police, mm-hmm. firefighters. And I think that's important. Doctor. I know for phase three. For Trust phase me, three. I do this. Yeah. So God blessed me with these ideas, and the superintendent, he let me run with them, and they mm-hmm. have been they have been very very successful. Wow, I'm proud of you, Pepper. Thank you so much. I can't even say you didn't came a long way. You didn't came a long way, but you was already grinding when I met you. (laughs) Okay, well, let's jump into current events. And I don't know. I don't know if you're a big political person Mm -hmm. or not. And I know you've been hearing all of this mess about Omarosa. You know what I'm talking about? What's what's your thoughts on on this tell all book she putting out and talking about she got a recording of Trump saying nigga? So what is that going to do? I, nothing. Right. Not a doggone thing. But, you know, like, she's just trying to get in where she fit in. And, you know, like, so so my belief on her is that Trump knew he was, they was using each other. Right. Trump needed her for the minority for participation, the, yeah. the black woman. I got a black woman. And, you know, he knew, but he knew got already the, he was getting a damn fool. Right. I got the check mark. Yeah. He dealt with her on the print. Yeah. So, so that what he said. So he already knew he was getting a damn fool. So, you know, I believe that they was using each other and it backfired on both of them. You know what I'm saying? They, but, I mean, real talk, I, I respect her, though, because she ain't recorded. Them folks, they tried to ask her the other day on the Today Show, like, damn, she been recording ever since the campaign. And wasn't supposed to. So she so knew, she, she knew, she knew. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. just say, man, you get the right woman, man. Some women, and women don't hold me, I, some women have hidden agendas. Mm-hmm. 
she was one of them that had a hidden agenda. And we not surprised. And so that it is what it is. Okay, let's talk about music. Back to music for a minute. Nicki Minaj, you know Nicki Minaj just dropped a new album, Queen. What do you think about all this? How so, was she doing so, with mess? So, so I just I, I looked at the. Did you see the interview she did with Funkmaster Flex? Yeah, I watched that last night. It's funny so you asked you, me. What that. are your thoughts? I think like you know, you know, I respect her. You know what I'm saying for being who she mm-hmm. is. She she corrected and put everybody in place about Safari, and mm-hmm. you know, um, I think like you know she and I just was listening to it based off the interview. I think that she still is the queen. You know what I'm saying? And she was saying a lot of people mad at her. Because it's not the first album, Pink, I think it was. She was like, but it's grow. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Jay-Z told her a long time ago, like, listen, when you in that spot, they always going to compare you. And I remember having this conversation with Gotti. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of times I'd be like, man, you need to get them folk back to the basic, man. And Gotti be like, man, Pepper, like, if you still doing that, then you don't have growth. And so that. even with me, when we talk about the music business, I look at like, that's even with you. Mm-hmm. If if we don't reinvent ourselves, we'll just be some has-beens or used to be. True. So I respect the way she's marketing her. She getting them checks. You know what I'm saying? And she was smart. I'm like the song. She get the dream song. Mm-hmm. You know, when she got all the rappers in there. Mm-hmm. The talking about she, everybody. Talking about Barbie everybody. Barbie team. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but she said it was a joke. She's, right, which we've heard that tongue and chic before with yeah, rappers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a marketing yeah, scheme. We yeah. talking she about it. Look at it us back. Now. She brought it back. Come on, man. So that just so you know, I respect everything she's doing. So okay, okay. Well, Pepper, you know, today we lost a legend, an icon, a movement, uh, an activist, a prodigy, a feminist, Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. And um, what are some of your favorite Aretha Franklin songs? Do you have any? R E S P respect. I bet your favorite yeah, is respect. It is show it respect and you know like um you know memphis aretha franklin was born in memphis Maine. right the lady that, one from memphis for public yeah record. but then she left and so you <laughs> know like a baby man okay then she left <laughs> memphis and went to get with her daddy now so all y'all claiming all this stuff standing in front of that house out there oh my god man it's over with it's aretha over. franklin was just born in memphis and she left memphis and went to detroit she to live her detroit. day she don't claim memphis okay but you ain't gonna put on a billboard nope no she didn't graduate from shelby county school you gotta oh you gotta graduate from shelby county school to get on the billboard oh my <laughs> i have really but, but all oh jokes god. aside uh mm-hmm. you know uh rest in peace aretha franklin you yes, most definitely, definitely was a legend and you left your mark. I was saying that uh, I saw an interview this morning. She was saying mm-hmm. that they asked her, how do you want to be remembered? And, you know, she was like, I just want to, you know, sing and reach people mm-hmm. and hopefully become a legend. And so she, she did. She accomplished legend. it. Think of all the big female stars we have, like your Beyonce. Mm-hmm. They they looked up to all her. All of them looked up to her, yep. Her vocal ability is just amazing. Yes, it's out of control. So yes, she is good. definitely a legend. And I have definitely enjoyed you, Pepper. I have enjoyed you, too. 31. You are a good guest. Yeah, we got to do this more often. We will. We will. You know, I have something coming up. I'll tell you off the mic, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, I think that. you need to uh, create a segment on your show called Pep Talk. Oh, you do. Yep. You do. I bet you will be yeah, really sure flourishing with that. <laughs> really flourishing with that. But thank you so much thank for stopping by. Thank you so by. much. And I wish you the best of luck. I'm thank proud of you. you. Thank and I'll be you. paying attention to you from afar. And congratulations on your thank success. You, and you're going to continue to grow. Thank you. And you are too. All right. Thank you so All much. All right. Verbally Effective, episode 31 in the books. We in the club. Come on, show a nigga love, shawty. Forget a table. Dance, got it. Want some skull, shawty. Yeah, right.